fuck we're doing, ladies and goddamn gents. We're finally here, the biggest show of the year in ICW's universe. Welcome to the newest episode of the Carrickville Podcast. I'm Mark Grace, back from the dude. And I'm back from the dead as well, Mike Page. Who? Because it's been a while. It's been a while! Yeah, it has been a while. Hey, when was the last one? The Survivor Series yeah, thing? It's just this podcast. It's either too tough or too dumb to die in. Oh, fucking <laughs> hey, like, you know, not if you're divulging out of your personal lives, but it was like you just got married. I just fucking had to find a new job after losing my old job. Mm-hmm. It's been a bit of a weird period of adjustment for us to just sort of like find time to do this lately. But we wouldn't miss this one. Nah, it's a big deal. I, I would just, uh, like, even if it is a few days, nearly a week later, but we wanted to get it done this week rather than make these wait for next week if these are up for, you know. Plus, you know, fuck the production, the, the prediction show. I mean, we just get half them wrong anyway, so. No, we would it, have. It does not matter. Uh, I mean, we'd, like, this was a very heel-heavy night, so I, like, I didn't see half this shit coming. Me either. And, and by the way, and I'm not saying that's a good thing. Like some of it was a bit like I, really. I, I think a lot of it was. I mean, we'll get to it, but I think a lot of it was. Uh, what's the word? Like, like the start of something. I mean, fear and loathing is like ICW's WrestleMania, so you're kind of designed to assume that it's going to be the payoff for everything. Yeah, most most of the time anyway, but a lot of new shit came to light in this show as well. Yeah, like, I think Dallas is building an army. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. clear to see. It's also been the very first uh, feed of modern that I remember that's been getting mixed reviews. Let's just say on social media. Yeah, I've heard from a lot of a lot of my friends that like ICW. They've you know they don't they've not completely panned the show like that Rofi two weeks ago, but um, you know it's not the most popular. In terms of its turnout, which they did very well, we fucking uh, look like it was bigger than what it was. Yeah, I thought it looked cracking on demand. See when it showed you the big heart, uh, sky cam, for a lack of better words, the big sky cam. Where the you big saw, bird's eye. Yeah, yeah, thank you, bird's eye, that's even better. Uh, I was like, do you know what, it actually looks not half bad. I mean, I knew the turnout was bad because uh, they were struggling to get tickets sold, like um, they were a wee bit last year, but they had no problem with... Uh, within reason the first time they did the Hydro yeah that was a big fucking deal it's like a trilogy of films the third one never really holds up that much yeah this is the Godfather part 3 yeah the, the Spider-Man 3 you know fucking uh, the Return of the Jedi of ICW's Hydro trilogy which I'm calling it now because I'm just putting it out the other now unless they do and I'm like shit they actually managed to turn it around I don't think they'll ever do the Hydro again. Well, I think it's going to be Hamden next year and it's going to be Kez versus Aaron Echo in the main event. Oh, mate, Dimes! Dimes, I swear <laughs> to God. That's what's going to happen. Fucking mark yes, my words. Look, that's my early brilliant. prediction for Fear Love and 12. Yeah, Here we brilliant. go. Aye. Oh, Mikey Whiplash versus... No, no, no. Um, we'll get like some mad celebrity fucking guy. It'll be like Chris Renfrew versus... That guy for um, that fucking stupid old... Love Island. It was on a, a fight club not that long ago. Oh, no, no, no. It has to be somebody. Like, because he is a wrestler, at least. Yeah, yeah. they did a half-decent match. Oh, that fucking yeah. Joe Walsh guy. Oh, that <laughs> wee cheeky guy. A cheeky chappy that I... I would gladly see in an ISIS beheading video. <laughs> just to see his dumb reaction. <laughs> I know who you're on about. He's I... the number one guy I'd pick. Yeah. Oh, I don't know who would be mine. I don't really bother with celebrities that much. I guess Ashton Kutcher. I would like to see him getting beaten up by a bunch of, like, guys dressed up as ballet dancers. Can you remember that, like, that dumb show Punk that was on MTV? He just like, shouted everything into the I know, he just shouted it, but mind the one who was talking about wrestling, he was like, the farm hand! I just wanted to kill him there and then. 
the farm hand. Aye, he just kept. He was kind of taking the piss out of wrestling. And just, I like, remember dumb when, southerners. He was kind of like, like he wasn't being those. I remember when him and that other boy who was on that seventies show, uh, the one that played Dustin Dawn, well, Drama. Oh, you mean the show, right? The TV series, something. You know who I'm on about yes, then? The mad yeah. guy that he, he was the mad boring, uh, not boring. He was the mad like cynical one in that seventy show. Oh, Hyde. Aye, he played Hyde. But they two got back together. He can't hide now. He's a lot, lot of shit coming about him. But I know. Uh, aye, he was a Scientologist at one point as well. Oh, figures. <laughs> oh, that's what they buried the evidence. Actually, that's right. Mate, we get fucking little listeners enough, <laughs> right? Don't we need to be back in Scientology? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking bring it. Let's fucking. <laughs> Let's, let's bring us Cannon feel like a fucking slow death. They were going to have Scientology and Brock Lesnar after this. Yeah. Still going to do it, man. Remember that time you said <laughs> yeah. you were going to kick his cunt in? Yes. Tell him that he walk his dog at yeah. night in the park yeah. anywhere? Fuck, man. He could get his daughter to kick my arse. Have you fucking seen oh, her? Oh, no. She looks exactly like him. I, like, I thought Lesnar was trying to be his authentic self. Like, he was, he was going to go to the fucking UFC women's division. That just makes me wonder what Brock Lesnar's wife or girlfriend at the time would have looked like. So obviously, if he had a win with Sable, I mean, maybe he has, I don't know, but, like... Lisa Lampanelli? I don't know, man, like, who the fuck did Brock Lesnar fuck to make that? I don't know. Anyway, um... Back oh. to the point, you were making about dumb celebrities at yeah, Hamden Yeah, show. yeah, yeah, it'll be like Chris Renfrew versus somebody like, I like that Joe Walsh guy. Yeah. yeah. It'll be some pure, like, oh, we need to get a drawing, you know? Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like, like that. You pull a crowd. Speaking of that, in the crowd, this was the first Fear and Loathing I hadn't been to since Fear and Loathing 7, I think it is. Nah, this is the first Fear and Loathing I didn't go to personally since I've been a fan of the company. Actually, like 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 and uh, missed this one. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I always got it, like, especially on the day when you're driving about and you're like, fuck, mm. Fear and Loathing's out today. But, but, you know. I, but again... Like, like I said a few minutes ago, it's because I started at a new job and I couldn't be like... Ah, no, sure, like, we just Sunday. had our own dumb Aye. commitments, but yeah, if, if I had to miss one, I'm you know... i it was this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no offence to the show, but I'd pure... Like, Mark versus Joe, hot. Yeah. Yeah, um, what else was it? Uh, British Strong Style versus Team ICW, uh, which I'm just calling them. Sure. Her. Her team Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was and that was really good as well on yeah. the on the in show. The Queen of Insanity, which we, but we'll we'll talk about them as they go. Yeah. Uh, the return of James R. Kennedy joining in commentary. He came back at the Saturday show, France ninety nine. France ninety nine. Which I know very little about because it's not on demand yet. It might not get added to on demand at all until like a, about a month or two from now. Yeah, I don't know the fate of this Aberdeen show. They've put on one hour of it and that's it so I've not seen Gradle vs Red on it yet I, don't, I haven't seen it have you not watched it yet no I haven't either I've watched the last Fight Club where Just Justice became Jackie Polo again for half a minute and then Bart the Shouty Lionheart and yeah, then that was we great. still got Just Justice on I like that. I, I'm confused here yeah I got a text from one of my mates and that was one of his big gripes about Fear and Love and he's like I thought Jackie Polo was back yeah we heard him talking in a Scottish accent again and then he brought the polo mallet out and shit yeah, it was very like, weird. And then like, he came back the, out with the cowboy hat and the country music. Yeah, and it's like, what's going on here? Mm. Like, a bit of consistency. So he returned at Friday 99, as you say. Yeah, yeah, as a commentator. I didn't know whether or not he was coming back as a manager or not. I just kind of assumed manager when I saw him. But he's been doing commentary for, uh, what do you call them? It used to be called What Culture, what are they called now? Defiant? Yeah, 
Yeah, he does that. He does commentary for them. What do you think of his commentary skills? He sounds exactly like Jack Jester, and it was kind of confusing when they showed that kinky party uh, <laughs> entrance video before they came out to the ring. Oh, that was banging, Because actually. he sounds exactly the same. I would hate to hear them actually have a conversation. It would be like that... Do you remember that scene in Family Guy when Peter points out that the doctor sounds almost exactly like Lois's dad? Yeah. And then they kind of talk to each other for half a minute, and it is kind of like, oh, that's right, I guess... Some voices have to sound alike. I'm going to look out for that actually now. Yeah, I've, I've never I, noticed it, but I bet you know I won't fucking unhear that. You it know? reminds me of. Do you remember like back in the day when Jack Jester was like a solo guy and he would do that big wrestler voice? Jack Jester and Mikey Whiplash are going in another ring to tear someone's head to shout at each other. You know, like he kind of sounds like that version of Jack Jester. Aye. That sort of like cool straight man comedy act. Big right machine. Aye, aye. Big dirty bastard. Yeah, he's a wee bit more laid back as a character now. He's probably been more his like his own actual person, you know, in, instead of like a, a character. It's kind of cool to see Jack Jester of all people in the ICW ro- roster having a bit of a laugh. Aye, you know, like I never really took a step back to think about that, knowing the whole well, not the whole history. I mean, I don't know how far back I can go myself, but you know, like from what I've known of, of him, like ICW heavyweight champion Jack Jester. Yeah, it was pretty intense you know, back in the day. And he was a cunt to a heel. Yeah, oh, of course. Uh, like, right in your Jack face. He was right in your face, you know. It was like, Jesus Christ, I'm not stupid for this guy. One of my favourite ever fucking moments of seeing a heel wrestler react to a crowd was Jack Jester because there was a guy behind me who shouted, it was the most cringiest time I've ever heard shout and it pure didn't even really make that much sense. He goes, you don't deserve to share the same name with Daniels. And even Jack Jester stopped and went, what? <laughs> and then after a minute kind of processing what he said, he was like, do you mean like Jack Daniels? Like, like. Uh, he's, like he's a fucking I, guitar. Mate, that has got to be the worst heckle I've ever got. <laughs> and then James Storm was like, leave him alone. But I, exactly. He was like standing behind me the whole time. I was at the barrier and I was just like with my fucking head in my hands, like buff, like. Dying laughing, like, I can't believe I just saw that. I wish I got it in video, so, so this guy has constant shame. He's actually a mate of mine, funnily enough, or not. He was there with us, you know. Alright. Oh, but, oh, it was so funny. Well, was, he's, he's not going to live that down, he's going to yeah. be that guy. I wonder if Jack himself still remembers that. I would love, like, like see, if, not. see if we ever did, like, interviews on this. And we had Jack Jester on, that is definitely one of the questions I'll ask him. Like, do you That's the number one. I know it's pure fucking uh, intricate, but do you remember that? It was on that fucking fringe tour that you did in 2015. Well, let me explain. No. Oh, in, okay. in, 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 that, in that would be it. But uh, it's, it's definitely the number one question you should ask him. If you ever get Yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, Mark Dallas kicks off the show like he's done for the last couple of hydros. Which I wasn't expecting for some weird reason. Yeah. Aye. I don't know why. Aye, because he's you know he's, he's too big for it now, like a simple character. Like you know? I'm too big guy, you're, you've got like a fraction of your turn out from two years ago, mate. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> this is just a start, it by the way. Which is weird when you think about how much of a boom, even more so, British wrestling's in just now. It may be I don't know, like in decline with this deal now. That mm. I feel like you know the, you know the bubble's gonna be bursting. Do you think a lot of people are just a bit like it's been done? Like they're not really that invested this time because they've seen it before. Yeah, I think that might be play a part in it as well. Yeah, like we're, we were never going to get stadium shows, were we? I don't know. I remember him uh, talking about that in an article a couple of months ago, and I was like, really? Shit, I don't know. If you're 
when he managed that, mate. Maybe some actual legit hand in hand help with the Fed, but or like hand in hand with the different British indie companies. I don't even think the WWE would sell out hand in. Really? No, it it depends. If it was actual pay per view though. If they did like SummerSlam, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would be different. But see if they did like, like a big episode of SmackDown or something like that in Hamden. No, not really. Yeah. Their live gate these They'd days. They'd be lucky if they got like maybe six or seven thousand people to come. Yeah, I think. I think so. As Honestly, well. aye. They would need to make a really big deal out of it. Yeah, exactly. It would be like one of those big Australian, that, that big Australian show, or one of those big Saudi shows that they do. Yeah, well, that Australian show is different though. I mean, the last time they were there was two thousand and two, and they've always had a good market over there. So like people were just chomping at the bit to see the, the WWE I honestly think if you did it in London or Glasgow or even fucking Cardiff, Newcastle or Manchester uh, or Newcastle I think you uh, you would like if you fucking built it up you know it would be done right yeah yeah, yeah it'd be great if they did but yeah I think it's a whole time difference thing that just fucks with them and getting all that shit over like overseas all the fucking equipment and that it's not stopping them getting that oil money son from Saudis fuck they'll move heaven and earth <laughs> Uh, well, Matt Dallas cuts off the show. He's joined by Leighton, Kez, and Chris Toll and Scott Reed, and uh, he just bashes the crowd right from the off. Yeah. And Toll's just sitting back, and he's taking it, he's taking it, and he just grabs the mic, and he's like, you know, the veins bulging at his neck, Aye. like, wait a fucking minute. Aye. I love this because I, I I love Toll as well. Um, yeah, he's just having sort of like. Like what? You just basically going like, "What the fuck's happened to you?" By the way, like you've changed over the past couple of months, you know, like taking credit for all of this, etc. Yeah, it's not all about you. It's about the fans. Mm-hmm. It's about everyone backstage. Yeah. Like, he, like he gave him a poor bollocking, but then, like Dallas didn't take any of this in, and then I just plucked you from obscurity from a Greg Hempel wrestling show. Mm-hmm. So you know, back to where you belong. Uh, and he got fucking hanged out by Leighton. Was yeah, it like such in, a cunt. In a headlock. And then out of nowhere, Big Kez shows up to do the same thing to Scott Reed. And it's like, oh, a new generation. Like, this is... He's got horrors now. Yeah, and he's, he's got rid of all his old mates. Right. Like, and that faction gets bigger even tonight. Yes. With, some, with a few surprises. Did you notice everyone had the wine red... Like everyone was had the colour scheme for this pay-per-view? Hmm? Like, everyone had that wine red, like, suits or, oh. like, trunks and all that. No, I didn't. I like... When wrestlers do that yeah it's kind of like a uniform kind of thing yeah right? everyone had the same kind of thing on so I was like ah, nice no, I'm, I'm in for that man uh, yeah I, I never noticed though I have to be honest and then he says that he's mates with everyone in America he's loved in America and then mm-hmm. he puts on that MAGA hat that make America great again yeah yeah and that's, and that's a good way to get heel heat with a crowd that's you know the early 20s and 30s you know the teens even we should, buy, we should make a hat that says make ICW great again. <laughs> Just get blacklisted. Imagine going to the garage wearing something like that. <laughs> I don't think you'd get out. I hate saying this, man, but I'm actually jealous of like... Oh, shit, sorry. Oh, you're pint now. Uh, I'm actually jealous of like any fans that have gotten into this, into ICW over the past couple of years who think it's like the best shit ever. And it's like... You, you, you missed all the really good stuff. You know, I'm not saying it's bad, I'm just saying, you know... It's, we're in this transition right now, yeah. you know, it's, it's getting more complicated with this WWE UK deal. Like, you know, they're getting more strict. 
you know, you know, Uncle Paul, he's getting more strict now, and oh, we're, we're starting to see his that. plan unfold. Let's talk about that. Yeah, he's, he, he might have sold British wrestling a monorail. Yeah, I pretty much. I yeah, like I saw a Simpsons, and speaking of Simpsons and wrestling references, it was that. Um, remember Lionel Hutz where he says it's like, no, you said you work on contingency and there was no money down. And he's like, oh no, 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 that's a typo, and he just puts a question mark and a comma. It says like, what is it, NXT? Work on the Indies? Question mark. No comma restrictions. <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> what it is. Don't get me wrong. I think ICW and Progress are in, are in a lot better position than some of the other smaller British indie companies out there. I'm actually kind of. Con- it's good and bad. Uh, it is. It's a mixed bag. Uh, I'm kind of worried about like like my particular favourite ones like ICW, Progress, Progress and Eve. Um, I think the. I think the Preston. sort of lesser known ones in Scotland and probably in England that I have no idea about, sadly enough, uh, like, you know, Source Preston. and well. uh, like, I, Preston, um, BCW, uh, fucking who else, who am I, who am I forget? Reckless Intent, those guys, mm-hmm. those guys will be fine because none of the my UK guys like go there as, as often, but yeah, I mean, pretty much it's like, from what I know, I think it's anybody on the NXT UK roster, they can wrestle for like ICW and Progress but only ICW or Progress because they are partners with WWE now yeah and it's only if they have a paramedic present in the venue yep and if it's a match against another NXT roster member yeah it's very like strict mm. isn't it? very like strict rules yeah. now a couple like, of days later around. a couple of days later I was reading that article I don't know how tr- there's any truth to this at all and I don't even think it would actually carry any weight in terms of Jim Smallman and Mark Dallas' stance on it, mm-hmm. but apparently Vince and Triple H are both thinking about just buying them both out and just getting this over and done with. Just buying both Progress and ICW and getting rid of them. Uh, we, we don't know that for sure. Nah, yeah, nah, you know, nah. That's it's just like, speculation. I, that's yeah. just fucking... Exactly, it's rumours. Well, but I don't think Smallman or Dallas would be like would be up for that. No. You know? Probably not, but... It pissed me off when I read that as well. Even the idea of it, I was like, Vince, how much fucking money is enough money? Well, I just think, because I'm a cynical prick, I'm not saying this is, like, fact, but Brit- the British market has always been good to the WWE. It's always been Vince's little helper. Yeah. Like, like even when times have been down, they've always been over to Britain and made, you know, good money. Like, they've never really had a, a drop in support. Mm-hmm. So I think when they've seen the indie British boom, or whatever the fuck you want to call it, they were like, you know, we need to get on this, we need to put out fires, like you've said before, Reigns. Yeah. Like, it's all about putting out fires with Triple H. Pretty much. And like, I think if they could get their technicals into Japan mode, they would as well. But I think they're a, they're a lot more stubborn. Right? They would fight them. They would be like, no, yeah, that's we've, what I'm got, saying. Uh, we've got our shit. Like, we don't need you. Yeah, We never have. I think Britain, because we've also had a good relationship with the WWE. Like, like, we're kind of marking out a wee bit when we see Triple H turn up and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? it's still cool. And like, like, it's, because it's like a big part yeah. of a lot of people's lives. And like, Maybe even the wrestling promoters' lives. Yeah. You know, so they've come over here and they've been all, oh, hey, buddy. But this is, hey, the pal. Thing, this is the thing that I was thinking about with all this in mind. And you're going to laugh, but I was like, right, it's great that guys like Wolfgang and Joe Coffey Absolutely. and Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate and fucking uh, uh, Kenny Williams are getting, like, they're probably making decent money now. They're, they're making an honesty fucks living as a wrestler because of all this stuff. Yeah. Like, they probably were a bit already, like, but now they definitely are. Aye, they've, you know? they've got a constant wage Aye. coming in now. Yeah. But don't get me wrong, like, when, I, when I see them on, like, the WWE Network or when I see those wrestlers on 
world of sport wrestling for dummies. Mm. It's like, like even if I don't enjoy everything, I'm like, you know, I, I really hope those people that have been supporting me all those years are getting paid good money for this. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's just, a, it's just, we're, we're all worried about British independent wrestling. Aye. But the the whole idea of ICW and Progress being bought over by the WWE and then just being liquidated, I was just thinking to myself, but what about me? <laughs> what about me as a fan of these shows? Yeah. Do I still get to go back and watch the old stuff that I like to do? I know, like, like, what, like what we happened to the On Demand, what we happened to this and that, you know? Would it all be added to the network within reason? Yeah. You know, like, maybe a few shows... Like that were filtered a wee bit. Yeah, like, like back in the vault, like WCCW Aye. and Georgia Championship Wrestling. Aye, the like fucking Laps Fan Podcast is doing a journey on the IC, the rise and fall of ICW and shit. In progress. <laughs> <laughs> like, You're definitely dead. doing that if this happens, by yeah, the way. Yeah, You're yeah. doing a journey. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't, we don't know the fate. We're just like, speculating here. And nah, this is just pure, giving our opinions. I, this is pure rumours, but I'm just saying I was pissed off even at the idea of that a, happening. This is an opinion show. I, you know? it, would, it would suck yeah. if it actually happened. Yeah, but it probably just, won't. That's just a no. worries. That's all. That's all. No. So the first match was a six-man TLC. Six-tag? Six-team six, TLC? Yeah, six-team tag-team TLC. Yes. I've never seen this before, actually, so it's like a... And there's a reason... Yes. Because it's a fucking clusterfuck. Yes. Rampage Brown, Ashton Smith, POD, with Wee Man versus Jimmy Havoc, Matt Haskins, with... Vicky Haskins. Vicky Haskins. Versus The Purge, versus Pure the Brilliant, versus Kings of Catch, versus the Briscoe Brothers, who are coming in with a big reputation. Uh, yeah, not a good one. Apparently they got booed out of the building. They did. Aye. Like, I noticed that right away, that everyone's like, we don't give a fuck about what you've done elsewhere. And the Kings of Catch are obviously actually you fan favourites. Okay, so, so you you don't know about the Briscoes? I don't know the the whole controversy. No, they're known homophobes basically. They've right. they've been kind of quoted as saying a bit of you know colourful things about the gay community. You know, really? Aye. Well, that's not going to land these days. Isn't exactly. It? You know, Aye. You know, like, In fact, see when they got announced for the Hydro, a lot of people were like, "Oh, fuck off!" Not them. Uh, like, nah, I, I'm not. I, I'm not. I don't want to see that shit. Basically, are they like a good tag team though? Oh like, yeah, yeah. Like, because my matches with guys like the Young Bucks. Because and, I, I, I've, I've seen like yeah. top ten like Ring of Honor matches and they've, they've been yeah. mentioned in it. I think both of them are former world champions as well, singularly. All right. Aye, as well. I, I know. I know one of them is anyway. At least one. I can't remember who. Maybe Jade. I know the other one's called Mark because I always remember if another famous guy's called Mark. All right. Aye, like the Undertaker and Mark Lamar. Right, <laughs> Mark Lamar. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, they're in the same bracket yeah. when it comes to fame. They're both famous and their name's Mark. Yeah, they're both right. icons, they're both phenoms. Yeah, it, definitely. It, it, it's, a wide, it's a wide ballpark, it's a wide spectrum. Right, right. Mark Wahlberg, there we go. Yeah, thank but, you. Right. Uh, should we just talk about the highlights of this clusterfuck? Uh, yeah. Um, that ladder nearly broke. That was scary. Yeah, like, what is it with British ladders? They're like as weak as the British Brexit deal. Like, they're <laughs> fucking awful. <laughs> It's fucking happening now and you don't have a decent ladder! Yeah. What the fuck did I vote for? <laughs> all I would say to them is don't climb in that other bit of the ladder. Like, just climb in the bit with all the steps. Don't, like, climb up the bit that's got, like, four wee bits. No, oh, yeah, no. Like, that's just retarded to do that. Is that, like, a... What is that? Is that, like, people with big legs? For people with big legs? <laughs> no, no, it's just... Or is it just, just the design? Climb the other side, yeah. this bit doesn't... Yeah. It's supposed to get yeah. up? Yeah, exactly. Like you just want too hard about that there. I don't know. Yeah. Right. It's just because it's a wrestling match. They should have ladders designed for wrestling matches at B&Q. Mm. You know? I know. Like a wrestling aisle. 
that just sells like sturdy ladders, steel chairs, uh, thumbtacks, baseball bats, or, and or, tables. Or you could say Uncle Paul, since you're shafting us, can you send over a couple of ladders? Just a few, right? Yeah, like just a few. You've got hunters and hunters and hunters. You've got a whole fucking Titan warehouse, probably, of them. I can't even remember the last time NXT had a ladder match, so he's <laughs> yeah. obviously not using them. Yes. Pure Dead Brilliant actually done more than I thought they would in this match. They were hilarious. Yeah, they gave Vicky Haskins the world shit his lap dance. <laughs> I just love that right away, as soon as they seen her, they were like, pulling over I her. I know. Like, even like coming down the ramp, they were like, Aye. grabbing their balls, like, she'll love this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's a brilliant photo of her on Instagram of her doing it back to him, like her grabbing her. You know. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, and that wasn't caught on like camera oh, on demand. It was like some photo done by the, oh fuck, what's his name? The mad famous photographer you always see in there. Yeah. Everybody knows him. Yeah. You know? Uh, the Purge uh, didn't really I, I didn't see like a lot for them in this you know well there was a lot going on for the beginning but yeah they just kind of disappeared yeah because like, like, uh, they were like like my fan favourites to win just because like I like them mm. and like they were a team I was, I was supporting they were like Matt Haskins and uh, really? Jimmy Havoc I was just kind of like is this going to be finally Kings of Catch Kings of Catch's moment yeah so I was rooting for my boys basically well, let's talk about Matt Hassan's doing that double arm bar and then Jimmy Havoc coming in with the fucking paper cutting of oh, the video of right hands. Yeah. You did that uh, last year, I know, that King of Insanity for me. Yeah. Aye, that was fucked. And I do love an arm bar, so a double arm bar is like, you know, BEAT it! Repeat, you, know? <laughs> you know, I just can't believe it. Oh, you must have been creaming during yes. that fucking yeah, uh, six-man tag later on. Yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, pure dead brilliant actually looking sharp I like when he jab off a side apron and, and put uh, Matt Haskins through the table that's right I, yeah. that was a belter as well he died in this match at some point I can't remember what exactly happened but I was like oh that's it he's dead little buddy uh, little buddy <laughs> like right away <laughs> we got the face off between um, the Briscoe brothers and Kings of Catch mm-hmm. as well you probably see Briscoes again at the square door against Kings of Catch or yeah. some shit. See like when that. they were throwing chairs at all the teams and they just couldn't get back in. Like I think everyone even the crowd was like, Alright, shite bags, like just let them like, let somebody get in. <laughs> That's what happens when you put six tag teams in a TLC match. Don't get me wrong, like, watching this TLC again, because like, uh, uh, I, I tried to watch the whole show again just so I can keep it like fresh in my mind. Of course. It was a lot better than watching it the first time. Oh yeah, I don't want it to sound like I was saying it was shit, it just wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, and obviously yeah. it made sense to be the, the opener of the show. Yeah, yeah, you can see that right away with the ladders and the tables all over the place and all. I was like, aye, it's, it's a good solid sort of like action-packed opener. Yeah. They did the same thing last year with the ladder match, the Bram one, remember? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was the opener? Oh, aye, it was uh, Joe Heaney and Rhapsody against David Blaze. That's right. At the first Hydro show, which was also like a great opener because it had that good big entrance and shit, you know? Yeah, and Wrecking Ball was still kind of new, so... Oh, yeah, that's what he did at Fear and Loathing 8 at the SEC. Yeah. Aye. Aye, he's always fucking king of the fear and loathing entrances yeah probably this year but they gave him new music that suits him down to a tee but yeah. aye absolutely mm. uh, more on him later uh, who was it that we man low blowed at the very end of this TLC it was uh, Louis Gordon uh, Louis Gorban yeah and everyone's willing them on and it's like look what you did you little jerk when he fucking <laughs> low blowed him <laughs> and then it is Christmas after all, yes. we may as well get some references. Yes. Oh yeah, no, yeah. there'll be many. <laughs> Asher Smith climbs up and everyone's like, oh, something's going to happen here. Oh, this match has still got fucking life in it yet. Aye. But 
just takes it and it's like P.O.D. win P.O.D. win you, nobody saw it coming <laughs> yeah no I didn't know that Rampage Brown trained Ashton Smith I didn't that was a wee fact that Billy Kirkwood gave oh him. that's kind of cool that's kind of like Trent Seven and Tyler Bate yeah I so thought they that are like a legit tag team mother elsewhere in ICW yeah uh, well obviously Rampage ICW. Rampage Brown is known as a like a big single star in the, in the British yeah, yeah scene, I know yeah. more for his stuff in Progress than I do for his stuff in ICW he was the very first ever um, Progress uh, what do you call it Atlas champion yeah it's kind of like the reverse cruiserweight champion anyone over 205 can uh, that's pretty cool yeah yeah it's because uh, they like the big boys basically that's what yeah. it is it's the, t- it's the title for the big boys in progress yeah they're just like knocking it on its head a wee bit with yeah. that. I, I, I quite like that uh, fucking very the start of an anticlimactic f- finishes for the Fear and Loathing card this was the start of it I think yeah um, like, in, no offence to this team but it was just like really right Possibly we would find out later the question that I was asking, but they were talking about cashing in. Yeah. And I was like, is this like a money in the bank thing where they can cash in literally whenever they want? I didn't know this until it actually happened. I didn't think, I just thought it was like, oh, this will be like what Bram did last year. He'll get a title shot at the square goal mm-hmm. and that'll be the title match for the square goal, which ended up happening. I thought that's what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But now they cashed in later on. But yeah, we'll it's basically like a money in the bank TLC. Yeah. Like, yeah. Didn't see that coming. But, but they fuck around. They wait. They, like, they, they cashed it in a couple of hours later. Mm-hmm. Second match tonight was Kenny Williams with Red Lightning versus Aaron Echo. This is a feud that suffered from a lack of Kenny Williams. Yes. He put himself over. Yeah. As a they tried their best. Chicken shit heel. Uh, they tried to do their best to do it with Red Lightning, sort of stepping in, trying to get him to join Rudo and all that as well. But it just would have been more emotional and more investing if it was Kenny Williams actually throwing that shit at him. Yeah, like Red Lightning yeah. has been doing all the heavy lifting and it, yeah, he has done a good job. Like he, like he baited Arne Echo in a bit just to say, like, who the fuck would want you? You're a liability. Mm. You're fucking drinking and you know, you're know lad bible and that. Like you're, like you're not up to scratch to being Voodoo Entertainment. Yeah. So like, he's done a good job there, but a definite lack of Kenny. But speaking of Kenny Williams, he's actually got a few Loven Street coming out of this. He's, he's never lost. Oh, that's right. This is his first loss? Yeah. Fuck, I never thought of that. Who, who else is left? I don't know, man. You, you tell me. I don't, I don't think anyone has got a streak so far. I know Grado's only ever won one match. In a fucking counter. Ah, it was for the World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only time he's ever won at Fear and Loathing. Although, I, I mean, he was part of the winning team against the Black Label. At that the still title, counts. But so. he didn't get the winning pin. Uh, but I think that still counts. I still somewhat win. counts. Yeah, yeah. Alright, fair enough. He's won two. Fair enough. Fair play to Kenny Williams selling, though. See, when this match started, he was flying about like a young Shawn Michaels, just flying over the ropes, and he was making an echo look great. I've missed him. Yeah. I have fucking time. missed him. Yeah, like, I've got to give him credit there. Mm. He was flying over the ropes, the turnbuckles, shit like that. Um, a very aggressive Arn Echo. Yeah. Like he was getting laid right into him. I actually thought this was one of the better matches of, of the night. It was just because mm-hmm. there was not much emotional involvement in yeah. it. Even with Aaron Echo winning, I was just kind of like, yeah, good for him. Yeah, I mean, that's the sort of, you know, what's the word? Like, like that's the conclusion you should be drawn to. Yeah, you know, because you know, he's going to be here longer. And, you know, they're definitely, like, people in the back like him. Yeah, they're putting a lot of eggs in the Aaron Echo basket, basically. They've got a lot of, uh, sort of, like, he's getting a push. For a lack of better words. He got a good cheer. Yeah, good on him. I mean, he, he does have his fans. He's just... He's like, just not my thing like King of Benidorm, Lad Bible. I'm like, I couldn't get yeah. a single fuck. I don't think he's shit or anything like that. Yeah. I'm just not... He just doesn't really do it for me. Yeah. But good on him. He's a good wrestler and he deserves it. Fuck it. Good on him. Yeah, he won with Echo Falls to get the biggest win of his career so far. So. That's right, man. Good for you, Arne Echo. 
backstage, kids fight attack Liam Thompson as he's looking for his sink because like there's that whole deal that he made like I mean I'll I'll, I'll buy the sink. The storyline was all over the fucking place. Yeah, kid fight sorted it in this really fast talking promo that I was like this needs subtitles even for me. Yeah, it's like he's wanting to take the sink. I, I took the fucking sink. Like what? <laughs> I fucking love it though. Yeah. I wish Kid Fight had an actual match on the card, but. You know. Well, I mean, this ended up like being a match. Yeah, later on. Aye, like a Falls Count Anywhere match for the sink yeah. on the line. Can you remember when Chris Jericho was talking about a conversation he had with Vincent Mann and he was talking about the list and he's like, I bet you wish the list was a fucking wrestler. Aye, if only we could make it work. Yeah, Aye. because it's so over. Mm-hmm. The sink's been like this for ICW. It's yeah. like, if, if only we could give that sink a contract. <laughs> People fucking go nuts for their sink. Get the sink to work WrestleMania. Yeah. Or uh, Fear and Loving. Aye, aye, the Fear and Loving. Sorry, yeah. aye. Aye, Kid Fight locks him in a cupboard and the fans are booing. Yeah. Because, you know, sink 316. Third match is Joe Henry with Leighton and Mark Dallas versus Mikey Whiplash. Um, this is what Dallas grabs the mic and he right. says that Mikey doesn't get an entrance. This was a good bit of mind games here. But it was right about the time he was just finishing his entrance. Yeah. It's like, I <laughs> too little too late. <laughs> Bought me that big ramp, you go, ah, fuck it. <laughs> nah, it's changed my mind, he doesn't get an entrance. He's already done it, mate. Yeah. He's at the ring. Joe Henry's wearing a singlet that he wore for the amateur wrestling when he was uh, doing the, was it the Commonwealth? Yeah, a really Australia. nice touch, I liked that. Yeah, man. he's got uh, that music that suits him as well. Mm-hmm. This match itself, I feel like we didn't really see Joe in... Mikey, da- uh, Mikey, Dallas, uh, Mikey Whiplash you know, getting to grips with each other that much mm. because it was it was a bit overbooked it, it was one of those ones where it was just I mean like I, I, I've got to be honest I didn't see this coming I thought this was going to be like the fucking technical spectacle of the show yeah me too the, like of all the matches on he's the been cards, a singlet aye. and Mikey Whiplash is you know like he's one of the best wrestlers in fucking Europe you know yeah. so you think to yourself like this is going to be a fucking really good match but mm. they decided to go in the fucking attitude era overbooked fucking Way but that's what I was talking about earlier on is that this is like the start of something this mm-hmm. isn't the payoff yeah. this is only the beginning because what would come to light afterwards is uh, with Ravy Davy and uh, you know Kez Evans and all that like Dallas has got like a bit of a corporation thing going on yeah you know yeah cause like um, Evil ran in and then like, everyone's like oh fuck like everyone's thinking Renfrew were you thinking that as well? No. Like, I could hear the crowd actually shout for him because I thought, like, you know, because, you know, he's one of the big baby faces of ICW. Yeah. But then it's Andy Wilde. I was like, cool, but I just didn't really see that coming. Ah, because Andy Wilde and Dallas had a bit of a run-in as well. Like, yeah. uh, they've, uh, Dallas banned them from the Hydro. But before we talk about the post-match beatdown, actually, I should say that, um, I couldn't believe this happened, but Mickey Whiplash taps to his ankle lock. I, was I know. Like, what the fuck? Aye. Fuck. I know. Of all the fucking ways to lose this match, I can't believe Mikey would have done it that way. That's right. I, I mean, he did have him in for an like, excruciating amount of time, don't mm. get me wrong, but I just didn't see this, ha- this coming. So, like, well, this makes Joe Henry look like a fucking badass. Yeah. Like a wrestling machine mm-hmm. to beat. Yeah, to beat Mikey Whiplash. In that fashion. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, anyway, Andy Will comes down, and then Ravy Davy comes down. And, uh, yeah, Ravy Davy sticks the nut on Andy Wilde, and. This is what we do with Ultimatum that Matt Dallas said the night before they were saying on commentary. Oh, right, again, this is this is other stuff that I don't know about because I wasn't at France 99 either. Yeah, sadly. Uh, we both weren't there either. We're, we're usually there for the whole weekend, but, you know, shit happens. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, but Ravy David turning heel, man, didn't see that coming either. I was like, he's one of the most overbearing faces you've got. Mm-hmm. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see him be a complete, you know, scumbag. 
It's scheme you scumbag. kind of made me think, yeah, this might work. Yeah. <laughs> he had this brilliant scowl on his face. Uh, yeah, I think uh, promos will be there funny as well now. Because it, it, pr- pro- it can be a proper bam. They'll suit him up. Yeah, it'll be a proper bam though, at the same time though. It won't be coming out in trackies and dance music now. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll do something else. Yeah. Aye. It'll be interesting to see that's a... Yeah. So uh, I I don't think it was a great match, but I don't but that wasn't the point I think. Nah, this was a this was more of a angle, angle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a glorified angle if yeah. anything. Yeah, so we'll just need to see where this goes for the show at the GFSW. SWG three. SWG three in uh, Glasgow for the square goal. Yeah, yeah. So we'll just need to see if this will be a match on the card again, or something like that. Maybe yeah. maybe a submission match between. Joe Henry and Mickey Whitwash. Oh, an ultimate submission match. Yeah. Half an hour. Yeah. Yes. Go for it. Go for it. Like Benoit and Angle. Mm-hmm. Fourth match is for the ZOG Championship. Joe Coffey with Red Lightning versus Mark Coffey. A very like, personal feud between the two brothers. We've been wanting this for a long, long this time. This is the first time they've ever wrestled one another in ICW. And it was weird because Joe Coffey obviously said to Red Lightning, I've got this. Like, you know, me and him had to just one-on-one because mm-hmm. we're two brothers we're being competitive here. So I can't have any fuckery. Mm-hmm. Like, like he wants a, you know, a, def- a decisive victory, and I also like that Mark Coffey was the one that came out in the war paint. Instead, in, in, instead of Joe Coffey, the good Tim that he is, came out with the green, white, and gold. I <laughs> he had the two. I don't know if this was intentional, but he had like three lines on each side of him because he's got that sort of three and three. Yeah. Like three-time tag team champion, three-time zero G champion. And Simon fucked up when he was talking about all his accolades as well. What did he say? He was just because like, he's, he's won so many titles and that. He's like, oh, fucking free this, free that for like, his titles. And he just kind of stumbled over his words a wee bit. Ah, yeah, and of right. course the crowd are, are forgiven as usual, you know. Mm. <laughs> just gave him a stinking for it. <laughs> uh, what did you, did you think of the match itself? Loved it. Probably my favourite match of the night. Yeah, it was given 20 minutes. Mm. And they just, you know, there was Tess of strength and then he just fucking gave everything to each yeah. other. They threw everything actually in this match it was very physical which which I wanted and it took its time as well I mean it was a bit of a slow start for a, a reason yeah and then like once they get back in the ring and they were hitting all those fucking big moves I was like it's anyone's fucking match here I did I, I did think Mark, that Mark Coffey was going to win it yeah I was surprised to see Joe win it as well yeah it was just like a final lariat uh-huh. and he gets and he gets Joe the win and he's a new Zero G champion his first Zero G title really uh-huh. after all those years he's never won that He's never won the Zero G. He's won the world title a couple of times, but... So does this mean that Joe's going to stick around for a while? Uh, I, no. No, he's no, just going to... Mark didn't, did he? No, that's true, actually. Uh, Mark won the belt, did a bunch of WWE shit, and then lost the belt at Fear and Loathing. Yeah. Great match. I, I was actually sort of one of the, the matches of the night. Aye. Uh, uh, probably, probably my match, my personal match of the night. Good pull package as well. Absolutely. And uh, we've, we've had a bit longer than before. I, I thought we would have got this at Shug's house party. But obviously, commitments being right there. You know? Yeah, Mark uh, said something about that as well. About, um, about uh, what was it? Like, about how the match was supposed to happen at the end of the summer. And then it's been hanged over to Fear and Loathing. But I always thought it was more of a Fear and Loathing match anyway. Absolutely. It was, it was definitely getting spoiled rotten, haven't it, at Shug's? Yeah. You know, but it was one of those matches. I thought this will get the punters in, mm. and uh, you know, I'm 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 glad that because like sometimes when they build up matches, build up matches, they always fucking shit on our faces. Yeah, like AJ Styles versus Nakamura. You know, like you're always worried that's going to happen, but you know, I'm I'm 
glad that they pulled it off mm-hmm. and uh, I would like to see one more match between yeah. them and it might it might happen yeah. plus that's more WWE's fault that Naka and AJ didn't click yeah because we've seen we've seen much better versions of it in New Japan yes. well I say versions plural they wrestled each other once and it was amazing yeah it was yeah. <laughs> the brothers hug it out and then Mark Coffey gives Joe begrudging respect after the match and I, I like the way that Billy was talking about how their parents were in the crowd the whole time to make it like make you think oh fuck oh Stu and Helen are in the front row no it's uh. like Tours Tours <laughs> it's like Homer watching Bart and Lisa <laughs> yes I love Mark no I love Joe <laughs> yes <laughs> you're literally fighting for your parents love fight 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 moving on to your fifth match the six man tag Team England versus Team Scotland here. There's been a yeah. lot of fucking shit from British Strong Style about how like, they've come here to save British wrestling. British Strong Style haven't said fuck all. No, they have in the promo videos on oh, YouTube and shit like that. okay, right, fair enough. I haven't seen any of this. Yeah. Uh, Wolfgang, BT Gun, and Noam Dar, who was, who's been like, announced as the... Yeah, yeah, they announced him at the end of the, the last proper like fight club, fight club in Glasgow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that he was coming back. BT Gun's a member of Bad Company now. I don't know how long that's going to last or if that's just a thing now. Yeah. Like him and Wolfgang are tag team partners. He's, he's got to be waistcoat and all that. Aye. Although, I mean, it, it looks good on him. Fuck it. I mean, like, he's not really doing anything else. I think him and Wolfgang having a bit of a tag run would be would be alright for a while. Yeah. You know? to, to see them team up instead of like fighting against each other. Aye. Yeah. Fuck, where did you start with this match? It was just like the crowd. Obviously, this was the hottest the crowd were for the whole fucking show. Yeah. Like everyone was up for this and fucking you know Dunn and Trent and Bates did, did not disappoint you know no. like they came here to fucking work son this was the this was another one that was sore because I really was looking forward to seeing British Strong Style wrestle in ICW yeah you know but uh, yeah it was, it was almost like England versus Scotland Progress versus ICW you know yeah and the crowd were right into it as well because of that like big Scotland chance uh, Trent Seven healed it up it was weird to see that it's a bit like, you know, all good wrestlers do that. Like, yeah. it always just takes me back to Cena at uh, ECW One Night Stand. Yeah. So he knew he was the quote mark heel. Yeah, he's the... So he just thought... De facto I'll, heel. I'll heal it up a wee bit then. You yeah. know, I'll act like a bit of a dick. Yeah. Not too much, because I'm still John Cena, but, you know, that's just fucking, you know, call a spade a spade. I'm the bad guy here. Yeah, it's just like, I'm just, I'm just with Trent Seven and ICW being like the big bloody English gentleman. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it was a whole different character than that, so it was, it was cool to see. This it, was actually kind of weird, because I remember watching a Super Strong Style 16, I think it was the one that they did in 2016, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, British Strong Style right about that time were mega heels in progress, mm-hmm. but Trent Seven at the same time was a mega babyface in ICW, mm-hmm. so it was so weird seeing him come out to this pure like low-key music. And getting booed out of the building. Yeah. And then losing to Matt Riddle with one kick. Yeah. All the people are probably booing British Strong Style had British Strong Style t shirts on. Fucking hypocrites. <laughs> I bet you any money. Half of them were there, they're fucking. Like, you know, they spent half the fucking wages on them. Well, they were part of the, uh, the VIP thing. Were they? they? Were VIP, you got to meet Jarrett, British Strong Style. I think that was it. Can't remember who else. Uh, James Storm, maybe, as well. Right. Aye. Cool. Any personal highlights you've got for this match? Uh, I liked the whole dueling armbar, knee bar thing that BT Gun and Noam Dar were doing in the middle of it. Uh, I was just a fucking brilliant wrestling match. Yeah, like Noam like no Dar was kicking legs out of legs. That was brilliant as well. Yeah, yeah. that was fucking awesome. Because like, like you forgot all about Noam because like the British Song Style thing, but you know, like he's he, he shown why he should be given more respect than WWE. Yeah, definitely. Because he, he was definitely 
buzzing uh-huh. to to be back. You know, yeah. he's like slowly missed in that in ICW. Like we could be doing him again if, if anything. And plus, I mean, if he's going to be doing more work for NXT UK rather than two hundred five live, yeah. Um, which let's be honest, he kind of got lost in the shuffle on after that Alicia Fox storyline fell through the tubes. Well, after the Ron Glasgow, it went from gold to shit. To be honest with you, it's just they didn't really have anything for him. Mm-hmm. And then I guess Vince liked his Scottish accent and no, that was it. gave him that Alicia Fox thing because if you say Fox in a Scottish accent, it sounds like you're saying Fox in an, Amer- in an American accent. Yeah, and you just know that Vince loves Meet the Fockers. You know, you just know yeah. that's his kind of dumb humour. Aye, uh, of course. He's, he's, like, we've talked about his gross out humour before. Kenny went to Joe, no one wore that on his fucking chest. Yeah. Like he, made, he, he did his best to try and make that, you know, good. Yeah. But I, I mean, like, it's just all good wrestlers, what we would have given but like, well, my point is is that no um like there's less of a gap between him and working icw now because he's working for nxt uk yeah, yeah. that'd be good like he's uh, closer by now if right. they if they ever you know if they're generous enough to give us no i'm there for a night i wonder if he still lives in america probably does right. probably got a accommodation over there you know yeah one thing that does my nothing, and you know i don't like this in wrestling when all the british strong style guys cut their finishers on bt gun and they kicked out. I was like, "This is fucking ridiculous." Like, <laughs> are you fucking for real? Like they were, they were. It was done. See, for someone that loves strong style as much as you do, you uh, hate some bits of it. Yeah, I, like, absolutely. I mean, like, there's no sacred cows in me, man. Like, yeah. you know, like if something annoys me, and right. I'll, I'll definitely speak up. It's like a, was there like maybe two separate occasions in this match? Oh, there was one in Mark Coffey versus Joe as well. Yeah. Mark kicked out one mm-hmm. of the all the best of the bells. Oh, fuck off. Like that. Just get to fuck. Aye. <laughs> no. Well, my number one thing is ridiculous. That's what Aye. I shout. Like, yeah. Aye. It's like, I remember that time I was telling you about Tetsuya Naito against Kota Ibushi. Yeah. Not this year's G1, but last year's G1. And uh, Kota Ibushi pile drove Naito <laughs> off of the middle rope. Right. And he kicked out of that. Oh, I was speaking of something cool like that. I really liked when Kings of Catch done a double tombstone through the tables and that six man, that six tag team TLC. I think that's what killed Luke King Sharp. Yeah, that's what killed Luke King Sharp, actually. Aye. I was just thinking that. There. that I remember was... he died in the match. Yeah, last time. He'll be alright, but, you know, yeah. he didn't die in that match. Yeah. Aye. And they, they had to, you know, be brought back to life with fucking Strombo or something, I don't know. Anyway, Technodrome to Trent Seven from BT Gun gets him the win. But I had, like, Wolfgang and Noam Dar done the finishers as well. Like mm-hmm. they basically done, like, done that back to them, and uh, Scotland wins. Yeah. Uh, big cheer! Uh, the British strong style guys get a nice ovation as they left. Yeah, and they turned face a wee bit after they'd lost the match. They were like, "Yeah, fair enough," you know. Aye. Well, well, Pete Dunne did go. Like, he clapped, and then he went wanks. Aye, I know. <laughs> he's, he's still got to be Pete Dunne about it. He's the Draco Malfoy of wrestling. You can't trust him, really. Yeah. You know? he's not the main villain, but you know, he's not like a. He's, aye, you can't trust him, really. Yeah. He's a snivel little shit at times. Yeah. <laughs> Sixth match, Queen of Insanity. I've been really looking forward to this one. Yep. For the ICW World Women's Championship, Kaylee Ray versus Viper. Kaylee Ray only wanted to do this match if this was the stipulation because she was very reluctant at first. Like she just told Viper to shove a title match up her ass. Mm-hmm. Then Dallas came down and just like you'll do it with your title hen. Aye. That's pretty fucking cheeky. Um, but here we are. There's all sorts of fun instruments around the ring. Yeah, ICW thumbtack chair. Oh, I like that. You've got the carpet grippers, like sticks. Oh man, that's something that they used. Uh, there was a, it was that union show they did. Mm-hmm. 
and there was a street fight tag match with uh, the Purge against the Govan team. Mm-hmm. And they were like, that's when I saw them start to do the carpet grifters. And I was like, oh, that just sounds sore as fuck. Like, these two crazy bitches were actually like hit my back with them yeah. like, in the kendo sticks as well. And it was fucking. Like, I, I didn't. I didn't expect Viper to be the one that took the most punishment in this match. If I'm, if I'm being honest with you, I thought it'd be Kaylee Ray because you know she's the queen well, of hardcore. Aye, aye, aye. She's the. I will seen that from her. But Viper took so much fucking punishment in this. I guess she felt maybe she had something to prove. You know, because like she's not really known for this kind well, of I've never thing. seen her in this kind of environment. The closest thing we got to it up to this point was when Kaylee Ray announced the match. And Gory bombed her onto the tax on the chair, you know. Which we got again, and I did like the um, I, I knew it was going to happen, but we got the, the sandbag obviously as usual, mm-hmm. or, the, or, or the, the bum bag of tax. But then we had the fucking trash can of tax. I don't think I've seen that before, so that was pretty cool. All over the fucking ring. Yeah. Like Gory bomb face first. Oh, fuck. Anyway, the barbed wire uh, crossface thingy. Yeah, the end the match it. Out, I... Yeah, but like. Before that, Kaylee Ray's hair stuck in the fucking mm-hmm. the barbed wire board when That's he right. through it. Yeah, yeah. just uh, oh, that was not fucking easy to watch, man. It yeah. was like a pile driver or something through the or uh, something through the fucking table to the top rope. I remember. Yeah, it was like one of those moves. You're like, no way are they going to do this, and you fucking get it. Right, right onto barbed wire, a bed of barbed wire. What I liked about that's kind of insanity over the King of Insanity last year is the King of Insanity because it was four man like a fatal four way. It was all over the place. It was a destruction derby. It was very fast paced. This was very slow and methodical. Mm-hmm. That's what I liked about it. Like, as if Kaylee Ray was taking her time. Aye. And Viper just had to get through it. But the very end of the match, like you say, she she makes her tap by putting the bad wire around her mouth and she's screaming. Mm-hmm. And Aye. we have a new ICW Women's Champ and we have a King and Queen of Insanity who are a couple. Aye, Stevie Boy comes out to congratulate the both of them as well. Another match tonight, by the way. This is, I think this is the third time already where the loser of the match goes, come here, here's a hug. And that's it. Yeah, especially now. like Kaylee Ray's been very cold up to this point mm-hmm. um, in this feud. To see her like, hug it out, you know, that was just like a real moment like from all the fucking storyline shit and that. But yeah, I thought this was a great match. I honestly do. It, was, um, it lived up to the hype. What do you think Kaylee will do with the belt? Where does she go from here? Do you think she'll have a run with it or do you think she'll vacate it? Because a lot of people are saying that she might just vacate it because she didn't really want it in the first place. Fucking does a... Medusa? Drops it in the bin? No, a trash can full of thumbtacks. Imagine. Imagine she did that on World of Sport. Yeah. Like, fucking hell I, I, of all places like uh, they wouldn't know what to, they wouldn't know what to do like Sol Carval and the other guys they were the crowd they were like what because <laughs> they, they, they know nothing about wrestling exactly so fucking gladiators yeah they give you a foam hand and just applaud <laughs> when the light comes on you know I just hope they're getting paid really well for that that's all I'll say nah it's like that fucking do you remember the extras when they had the studio audience uh, you know you don't you don't get paid but you don't have to pay to get in yeah. Just like that. Do you, do you know that a other sports show was on in my work canteen when I was working one Saturday and it was just like an hour of wrestling bashing I had to listen to? Yeah. Because obviously people, guys were just down playing pool in that. Aye. And you know, people who don't like wrestling have to fucking be very vocal about it. Oh yeah, I work with a whole new bunch of guys and none of them are fans. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you've got to sit there and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. And the hang of other sports not the best fucking image I know I, it's not something that I would show to a non-fan yeah like to show them 
how it actually is really good. I just like to think that there's kids that are watching it and they're just grasping all the basics through watching it. Yeah, like that's the thing with the show is that the matches are actually really good. Yeah, it's like it's like I said, wrestling for dummies. That's what it is. Yeah, it's not for like you know hardcore fans to get into. So like, I'll just take I'll, I'll just take it for that. And like I said, I hope the wrestlers are paid well for it. Uh, so I kill it and Viper uh, hug it out and they go to the next match. Backstage, Liam Thompson escapes out of the cupboard. Yeah, crowd are going crazy. Liam and Kid fight brawl on the top of the ramp. Pure dead brilliant helps Vito. Liam fights back. And he whacks Fido off the sink, pins him to win the sink back, and the crowd go nuts. This was the biggest pop of the whole night. <laughs> yeah, basically. It was the only time you could actually properly hear the crowd as well. Yeah. Just the size of the hydro drowned them out a bit. Yeah, at yeah. times, yeah, Aye. definitely. But yeah, you could definitely hear them here. So it was good to see Liam get his sink back. It's just been a really, like, unexpected, dumb, fun story. Yeah. After it was all said and done, so good for <laughs> Liam. It's, it's good to see him and Fido get a, like, some sort of moment on the card because like, they're actually like, veterans are very popular with me and you. Yeah, Kid Fight was kind of conspicuous by his absence. So I was like, it's not booked for a match. I think this is the first time he's never been booked for a match. Yeah. So they got him in there somehow. Aye. And that's good. The seventh match of the night is for the ICW Tag Team Championships. The Kinky Party versus Alpha Evil. One of my biggest gripes with this feud is that I don't care when you know the people that are want a tag team title match are saying that no the champions will wait like how does that make sense in wrestling now first of all shouldn't it be the other way about yeah shouldn't the kinky party well obviously they wouldn't because the babyface tag team be like uh, you know you'll get a tag team title match when we say or you'll earn it but alpha evil and red lightning were like uh, ah, we'll announce when we want this match and it's like gives a shit like, really when you really think about it who gives a shit what the, uh, what the opponents want plus was anybody asking for this? <laughs> no <laughs> offence to Easton and Bram, but we've seen it. Yeah. Like, he's lost. Yeah. Why do you get a rematch? You didn't win the match. You didn't win the belts. There was no technicality or anything like that. You fucking lost. You shouldn't be getting another fucking shot at the belts at the next Big Four show mm-hmm. of the year. You know? Exactly. So I just didn't get this whole, like, Alpha Evil game plan yeah see as soon as I saw that match was announced I was like oh fuck really that's the best you can do for the tag championship match I know just this again granted it'll probably be a decent match and it was it was okay yeah I, I would say the best part of the match was the fucking kinky party promo package the like, entrance yeah that was, been, that been was the, the, the pub and they're running and then they do I, I like the being naughty last year where it's like uh, oh let's look at the clock we and did that last year yeah no. Shad just says move it <laughs> I love that Shad runs into the pub and Jack goes like that. Are you kidding? Are you having a laugh? <laughs> and then the taxi driver, here, are you agree though? <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's a nice touch. Of course it's pissing down in Glasgow. Ah, yeah, you know. Of course. I, I thought the match was okay. I, I don't think there was much. Um, it wasn't as good as a Shug's House Party match. Nah, not at all. Not at it all. was still okay though. I mean, I'm not going to shit all over the match itself. Yeah. It's just the whole booking of it. I was just sort of like, nobody, did, did anybody want this? They don't this, care that much. Aye, this rematch of these two teams. Yeah. How it ended was Houston has Jester on his shoulders. I think we're going to do like a doomsday device or something. Him and uh-huh. Bram. And Jester spits beer in Bram's face. Jester rolls up Bram to retain the tag title. So it was kind of like the way they, they won it before uh, against them, Bill Kirkwood was saying. Aye. It was a very short match, but I understand why now. Because P.O.D.'s music hits 
wee man declares are cashing in. That was news to me at the time. And Again, I, I heard Billy say something about cashing in at the beginning of the show, and I was like, does he mean cash in and a kind of money in the bank kind of way? Yeah. I guess now we know that the answer to that was yes. Yeah, so we got an uh, impromptu eighth match of the night, POD versus the Kinky Party for the tag team titles. Double axe handle, spike tombstone, POD goes the, the Kinky Party's own double team move to win the tag title. That's the right. tag titles how, how wide is that yeah that they do that spike tombstone to win it so it was definitely rubbing salt in the wounds again everyone's like how many fucking heels are going to win tonight like everyone's in that crowd and we're at three for four now title changes yeah and not, and not in a good way sometimes because uh, like the crowd are like what the fuck very flat I'd say you're right there's been very very few babyface wins we've got Aaron Echo that's it so far <laughs> oh well uh, team ICW against but that wasn't really a heel versus face it was a big exhibition aye I would say it was more just a celebration of wrestling rather than seeing a b- good guys and bad guys oh it did turn that way because Scotland won yeah <laughs> now the ninth match of the night Gradle versus James Storm this has been all about how James Storm like, doesn't like Gradle doing like a comedy act but because, he, this because he used to be I know and you didn't like Gredo had this promo about it about, uh, and he even mentioned it he was like James Storm he goes like oh you remind me of me a wee bit when you're singing and dancing it was like when have you ever sung and danced mate you know? <laughs> yeah maybe at the Grand Ole Opry but that's about it you know <laughs> get the fuck you know what I mean <laughs> country to country or something uh, I don't know fuck. yeah Jeff Jarrett I didn't know this yeah it was announced pretty much at the last minute that he was going to be the special guest referee uh, Gredo did another thing that Gredo said in that promo in the union was that him and Jeff Jarrett have actually got like a proper good relationship in yeah, real do. life like he sees Jeff as like a father figure and all that kind of stuff yeah, they, they, actually they, are they, legitimately, houses. they actually are legitimately good pals in real yeah. life Gredo had a cracking singlet by the way that's probably my favourite Gredo singlet and he came out to like a prayer yeah it wasn't fucked over at all yeah it wasn't even muted for on demand or anything like that yeah see boys we don't see the placement of this match I would have I would have put Joe Henry and Mickey Whiplash at this point of the card and put James Storm and Gradle at that point of the card. I don't know why this was the second last match. It was a bit weird. I would have said that about last year's Fear and Loathing as well. The placement of all the matches were kind of... like I, I, I wanted to be kept waiting for Polo Promotions versus Mike and... Uh, uh, Mike Bird and Wild Boar. Yeah, that too. Actually. I wanted that to be more near the end or maybe in the middle. I, uh, but it was the second year. match of the night. But do you not think Gradle versus James Storm as the second last match of the night was a bit strange? A bit of strange placement. At first I did, but see when I saw the match itself, I didn't like after. I, like I actually really liked this match. Yeah, because it seemed at first that Jeff Jarrett was in Gredo's side and being mm-hmm. a bit too biased, but I I like the way that that turned. That that turned because Jeff Jarrett. It was Gredo had the guitar and he didn't know it was Jeff Jarrett that's, that's come to check on him and he fucking kicks him in the balls. He, he turns around and he gets glassed by James Storm because he was too he was too concerned about Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, fucking Gradle had it one actually at, at one point I, f- I think it was with the wee boot uh-huh. and Jeff Jarrett of all people pulls Sean Haystacks out of the ring because he's the ref yeah and he, he gets another wee boot on a James Storm Jarrett doesn't count three everyone's like what the fuck now like mm-hmm. what's going on here like I don't know I really didn't see this coming even Gradle was like what what's go- like, like yeah. but he was kind of angry at him like as if like he's yelling at one of his dumb friends yeah like mate what's going on like what the fuck's wrong then he does a bionic elbow to Jarrett for, for his cheek uh, Jarrett smashes Gradle with the guitar at the end of the match a last call by James Storm a fast count for the win 
Fucking shocking. Jeff Jarrett's turned on him. Are we going to get Jeff Jarrett versus Grado? I think this is where it's going. Does Jeff Jarrett still, like, work? Can he... St- in fact, I he does... Did, he, he did that Lucha Mania, whatever the fuck it was called. Aye, the, that's the right, he does Triple that I was pissed, mm-hmm. I remember. <laughs> well, he's come to the right company. <laughs> fucking he is. Every cunt gets pissed in, that, in the job in ICW, so... Yeah, I don't think that would be fucking different. Like, like make any difference. It was other people market, you know, make laughs. Yes, exactly. So, um, you know, the perks of being an ICW wrestler, I guess. Aye. Main event time for the ICW Heavyweight Championship. Well, we were hoping it was Jackie Polo versus Weinhardt. I guess we kind of got like a bit of both just Yeah, because he's bleached blonde the hair. blonde hair and the, the singlet that he wore. Yeah. That was the singlet, that was the same singlet that he wore when uh, he wrestled him at the Bar of Mains, if I'm not that wrong. Yes, he did. Aye. Yeah. And he wore it at the Square Goal this year as well. That's right. He was like very So it's been a kind of like... Nearly a year long. Reoccurring sort of bit in this feud. Yeah. Is that singlet with Jackie Polo's face on it? Yeah. Aye. Jackie Polo's joined by the Warden, not Coach Trip anymore. Aye. He's still called Coach Trip, but it's the Warden Coach Trip. Yeah. As if his name is actually Coach, first name, last name Trip. He does a good uh, Texan accent as well. I loved uh, Veronica Corpson at the whole promo. Of him like, now oh, you listen to me, little lady. You better start taking me seriously, you hear? <laughs> <laughs> but she was pissing us there laughing, like yeah. greeting. Yeah. That was really funny. Uh, Lionheart is title versus career. It's fucking That's right. High stakes in this Aye. match. I mean, it was a good match, but. We've seen better. Yeah, yeah. Like the last two They've have done been, everything. Exactly. Yeah, the last two have been great. It was like a trilogy of good matches, but again, full circle. Part three is always the, the worst one. Yeah, uh, I know it is. Even if it is good. Yeah. I'm, I'm not including the shit show from the first Baromania. Are you, are you not? Trilogy. No. I'm just saying, like, the last three matches in, I would say it's in four. 2018. All right, okay. All right. So there has been four matches overall, like, yeah. not that. I'm just saying the three matches that they've had in 2018. All of them been good. This one was good, but not great. One thing I did, like, one thing I like, I do like about Lionheart is something wrestlers don't do enough. Is like he was going out the gate, he get the fucking big moves in and get the win. Me mm-hmm. fucking about. Right. He, it it wasn't about kicking Jackie Polo's ass anymore. It was about you know winning the title and keeping Aye. his fucking career. Exactly. Uh, Jackie Polo, he started getting up her hand when he started using his belt. That's right. He was fucking like they, that sounded sore as fuck, and it was, maybe Lionheart's selling was just that good, but mm. uh, yeah, it was really really punished them. Um, what did you think? Yeah, and uh, there was a lot of there was a big slow middle with that, and um, Jackie Polo just with the bell and Lionheart just not being able to get up and shit. Uh, I really enjoyed my favorite bit of the match actually was the Polo Mali getting smashed in half. Yeah, he done a super kick to smash uh, like, it. Is it symbolic? The blood goes to more butts. <laughs> and then he does. Uh, you look to the face, snaps the wall, the wallet, the mallet. <laughs> Another super kick, a frog splash. Lionheart wins. Yeah. I thought Lionheart was out of his ass. I mean, I had this whole screw job in my head. Yeah. Right? Yeah, at the time, but big celebration. Uh, obviously, I was going for Lionheart. I always have gone for Lionheart yeah. in the heavy versus Jackie Polo, but I thought this was his last match. I, I didn't think, especially with how heel heavy this night was, I was like, yeah, so this is going to be a, a, another loss. I guess, I, I guess it would just be a bit criminal. I mean, like, I know me and you are pure pining for it, uh, but, like, just one fear and loathing that ends on a bad note. Yeah. You know? I thought this was a year. Like, this was, 
again send them home happy you know well it was getting pretty flat because of the heel wins I'd say so like mm-hmm. it was good to see that obviously like Lionheart winning it you know that that was a big moment the whole, like, all the good guys came out at the end Billy Aye, that was shaking cool. his Echo, uh, Martin. Uh, Ma- did Mark Angel come out or just Mark I can't remember uh. but uh, everyone was out Aaron Echo like you say it, it was a nice wee moment the Lionheart jumping in the barricade to celebrate his parents as well do you know I just remembered there actually speaking of like the faces coming out do you remember Santa Gravy in 2012 mm-hmm. when Lionheart retired mm-hmm. uh, after his match with Wolfgang mm-hmm and all the faces came out like the Bucky Boys uh, Wolfgang was there fucking um, right well anyway it was just all the faces were out you know the Owens twins and that mm-hmm. and he goes like that uh, like I just went like, he says something about like all the heels backstage that aren't allowed to come out uh, and the chat the crowds that started going get the heels out <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that'd be fucking funny just to see Red Lightning just for five minutes be nice. Yeah, you know? it would be too weird though. Mm. But yeah, it was good to see him win the title and and get and win the big one. I, I don't know how long this is going to go on for. Like, I'm with the title. I hope it is long because 2018 has been the year of short world title runs. Yeah. BT Gun, although BT Gun held onto the belt for about six months from fear and loathing ten till Barryman's four, mm-hmm. and then Stevie Boy lost it to Shugs. DCT lost it a few weeks later to Jackie Polo, and then again Jackie Polo lost it about a month and a half later to Lionheart. Yeah, so we need a good like win it for loving, and then you actually yeah go somewhere with it. I hope he holds on to it to like maybe I, to whoever wins the square go, and it just randomly happens on an episode of Fight Club or something. She would be the main event scene for the the biggest title. I do not know where they're going to go with this. Like, it's just one of those ones I'm like, I wonder what's going to happen. Maybe I Joe have, Henry? I, I have no idea who to predict as a winner for the square goal either. Yeah. Maybe Davy, that'd be fucking... That would be weird. Yeah, it would be weird. The only one I can really think of is fucking, like... Arne Echo, who they are pushing him in it, actually. It's too much too soon. <laughs> maybe next year. Like, maybe the ninth annual square goal or something, you know? Yeah. Aye. Yeah, it's like, we're in a weird I, place. I still think it has to be somebody who is still kind of high up and highly regarded from you know, back in the day. Like yeah. if, um, like somebody like, uh, trying to think, like BT Gun or Wolfgang or something like that. Yeah. Right. Fear and Loathing overall, uh, overall, I feel like we've been more positive breaking it down. Definitely, we said a lot of shite about it at the beginning, but I'm actually kind of changing my mind now that we've broken it down and talked about it. I knew it that would happen. It was a very good show. It was a very good show, I'll give it that. Yeah, I, I knew that would happen like, the it's more just, we talked about right, it. It's just I just, the circumstances around it kind of, Mm-hmm. Fair, like the the lack of gate for a lack of better words um, hype as well yeah there was yeah it, it didn't feel like it was that big a deal like do you remember when it was starting to come to like fear and loathing season and no matches had been announced yet? yeah it was like when are they actually going to get the ball rolling on the bill to the the show that's what I felt you know? as well like it, it struggled from that a wee bit yeah obviously the problem with like the hydro shows in general is that they want everyone on the card. And sometimes that affects the storytelling and Definitely. big payoffs of all the matches. Aye. Like sometimes it's like, all right, we've got to go home and that's it. Aye. That's why like a lot of these fucking finishes were so abrupt and flat. It was like, really, mm-hmm. this is the end of the match. Like, I felt like a few times during this Fear uh, Loving card, but you know the matches that were great were great, were fucking truly awesome. Like the Queen of Insanity, the coffees, mm-hmm. like that lived up, which is you know 
it's not always easy to do. And the six-man tag. I the six-man tag be... was actually, like, I know I criticised the placement of the matches, but I feel like that six-man tag was in the right bit of the, of the show. Mm-hmm. Like, right in the middle. To kind of really pick up the crowd. The loudest I've been since fucking Liam won his sink back. No, that, yeah, that too. That was a wee personal highlight as well. It was just, like, it's so funny to see that that's still over. Yeah. You know? A storyline that's been going on since the, was it the sixth square go? Well, the good house team. Oh, no, 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 but I'm saying it started off when Liam Thompson came in with the kitchen sink as a weapon. That's right, he actually. attacked by Wolfgang. That's right. His spot. Yeah. That's how it all started. And now it's fucking climaxed to him winning it back in one of the big shows of the year. Right, so it's been nearly two years. <laughs> right. Yeah, talk about a patient build. I like it. <laughs> I do like that in wrestling. Uh, the match of the night, I think, probably the coffees. Yeah, the coffees. It's, it's got to uh, be. Yeah, the coffees uh, zero G championship match. That was um, that was my match of the night. Yeah. Uh, MVP. I'm going to give it to Lionheart because I think he's just been the man of the year, ICW wise. Absolutely. Yeah. Like when we do the Gammy Awards, you know, uh, you'll probably... we'll do that with a review of Brush Another Goose, which okay. is a show they're doing on the twenty third of fucking December. I'm pretty. I, I, I'm actually already starting to get ready for our 2018 review. Yeah. To be at the start of 2019 somewhere, <laughs> you know, like because like, we won't have time. Yeah. To get everything done before yeah. New Year's. Yeah, kind of feel may may have a couple of projects in de- December before that that I might do. Rest of you, we'll just need to see our schedules. I would be up for that, mate. Aye, yeah, totally. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, one thing I will say to close this out is uh, support ICW still. Yeah, definitely. I know, uh, like, like we're just a couple of like not lapsed fans of the show, but just sort of no, like, like, you've got your peaks and troughs, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I just kind of feel like it's going through like a period of adjustment. Things are changing, and like they're trying new things, and these new guys are coming in who we don't know anything about. And but that's a good thing, you know. Like time will tell. They've never really been like I. I don't think they're capable of being like. Oh, shit. No, no, they're yeah. not. I mean, they don't have any of those fucking like sponsors and that you can kind of keep them down. Yeah. Like, like they, they can always, you know, get their heads together and write a good show. Yeah. I, I really like the big demo speech and where the fight clubs about. That was really cool. I, I, I never had a chance to talk about that. Yeah, well, yeah. this is the opportunity now, and yeah. it's like, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's just going through like a recycle. Like, you know, wrestling is cyclical, like Vincent Man says, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, um, this is kind of like the equivalent of. WWE in 1994 mm-hmm. where most of not all of them but most of the sort of bigger guys are away now yeah. that you remember from back in the day and all these new guys are coming up and it's just a matter of like time now for these guys to build themselves and you know like build, like work on their character work on their um, abilities like to, almost skills uh, and, shit, you know. and then build to another like new era that's just as good as the old one yeah so that's our review. That's Fear and Love and Twelve in the bag, and uh, just thanks for listening. Fear and Love and Eleven. Fear and Love and Eleven. Sorry. Aye, Fear and Love and I'm, Twelve. I'm, 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 t- I'm talking about that handling show now. We fucking Arnie Echo versus. Oh, aye, aye, of course. Sorry, I'm just getting too ahead of myself with predictions. Uh, Fear and Love and Eleven. Thanks for listening. Mark Dallas versus Jim Smallman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking awesome. <laughs> fucking King of Insanity too. Oh no, but it would be like a pure like six man tag <laughs> or something like that. You know, it would be like Smallman, Jimmy Havoc, and Mark Haskins versus Dallas. Who would Dallas have? Would he still be healed by then? Like Kez Evans and Joe Hendry yeah, or something like that? Yeah, Anyway, I thanks for listening. If you made it to the very end, thanks very much. And uh, character, motherfuckers, stay hydrated and peace out.